Hey, welcome back to the As You Are podcast. It's part three of Let's Talk About It. We took a one-week break to post the worship night talk from Hannah Brencher, so you don't want to miss that. Go back and check it out. Today, Anna and I talk about what we learned from our interview with Brooks and also our own perspectives on everything from body image to health and what it looks like through the lens of our relationship with Jesus. Okay, we're back. This is our first Just Me and You podcast in a while. In a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been well, really I guess fun. We did the welcome back episode, but that felt so like, I don't know. That was random. <laughs> and it feels like so long ago, too, because we've yeah. been in the thick of things. If y'all don't know, we actually, we have kicked off our fall worship nights and we had UGA and Clemson last week. Um, yes. They were so amazing. amazing. We actually posted. So fun. It was seriously so fun and really fun. We always come up with like new decorations and things like that and snacks. And so this was fun. Can't wait for the upcoming ones to see what we have in store. But um, yeah. So we had for just UGA, it, we were celebrating five years on campus, which means 10 worship nights, which is crazy. And so we had a special guest, um, a girl that we have done one of her Bible studies and her Advent study, um, Hannah Brincher. So we posted her talk from the worship night last week. So be sure to go back. It's so good. It really is so good. Be sure to go back and listen to that. But we are going to circle back around to the really, to me, it was just so helpful series Mm -hmm. that we did called Let's Talk About It. So this is part three, the promised part three, where we're (laughs) going to chat about it a little bit, just like kind of our thoughts on everything from health to body image to whatever. But Anna, like what was your favorite part about chatting with Brooks? Like what was something that you learned? She was just one, like the way she carries herself, she's just seemed so full of peace, which was like talking to her was calming. Um, not everybody is that way. So that was really sweet. But I think some of my favorite things she talked about were like hormone balance and how I, I do agree that that's not something we really talk about a lot. Like our, when you go to the doctor for like a normal checkup, they're not going to necessarily like check in on your hormones, but how as women like that affects so many different parts of our lives. And so just thinking of like ways to care for our bodies is really important. I think oftentimes we put a lot of, at least I know I do this, like stress and pressure on my body to like look a certain way or do a certain amount of things. Yeah. But like, how am I actually caring for my body? That's literally like taking me through life. So yeah. I feel like that was helpful to think about. It's like, how can I care for my, it's my, yes, it's yourself, but like, I don't know, your body and your soul, they're like kind of two different things. That's maybe a little woo woo, but it's not, it's not, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's the way that she was talking, you're right. It was really peaceful. And she was talking a lot about kind of nurturing and accepting Mm -hmm. our bodies. And I think a lot about, you know, how it feels after you get an injury or when you're sick and you're like, oh my gosh, I would give anything to go back to normal life so that I could just like 
go for a walk and feel normal or like eat a that normal was me meal. This weekend. Yes. I was like, I'm dead. I'm dying. And so I guess using that perspective to remind ourselves like if we are blessed enough to like function on a day to day basis, then like we should be so grateful and nurture our bodies and do everything we can to like balance them. I learned a lot, a lot of stuff through her. I actually, you can probably tell I was geeking out. Yes. And like, I mean, I don't know. You can probably tell that I'm like, I have ADD. So like my thoughts tend to be really scattered and my life and schedule are 90 miles an hour. And I'm either like so busy and running late to everything, or I'm like, got nothing going on and I'm resting hardcore. So, um, I've been obviously working to balance that in my adult life, but something that she helped with was she talked about how, if you drink coffee on an empty stomach, that it can be a hormone disruptor. And I have had coffee on an empty stomach every day for like literally my whole life. (laughs) My whole adult life. I actually forgot she said that. I did that today. Yeah. (laughs) And yesterday and the day before. So ever since we talked to her, I've made like a specific effort to have my breakfast and take my now for the first time in my life supplements like before that, um, before the coffee. And I will say like I'm noticing a difference. I'm feeling a little bit more balanced. So I don't think it's placebo effect either because I, I'm pretty used to feeling not balanced. So (laughs) it feels a lot better. And I do take like a multivitamin now and she recommended, um, magnesium glycinate for, and, um, ashwagandha for sleep and mood regulation. And I already knew about ashwagandha and really like it. So, and these are like totally natural supplements. They're not like anything you can just buy them you know like in the herb section at the grocery store but um they have helped me too with sleep so Mm -hmm. yeah I'm just focusing on getting the sleep I had literally never thought about circadian rhythms like she was talking about if you go to sleep at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every morning that your body starts to just naturally be on a rhythm and that makes total sense so it makes so much sense I mean think about with like babies like when if you're, when your friends start having kids, like ultimately they have to leave at a certain time because there's a bedtime or like the kid goes down for a nap at the same time of day. And that's like to help regulate them. So mm-hmm. why, why do we stop doing that? You know, like just cause we're not babies anymore doesn't mean that we shouldn't be taking care of ourselves in that way. I know I haven't thought about that either, but it is so, it makes so much sense. It's not it does. like, I don't know. I also loved what she was talking about with stress management and like, it's just a few helpful things about like getting outside and like putting your feet on the grass. Yep. I've thought about that a lot since then. And just, it's so hard to feel stressed for me, at least when I'm in nature, like me too. <laughs> nature just like breathes peace. It's not in a hurry. Like it's, it's a place to just go and rest. And so like Try, I've been trying to do that more. We have a park, really big park close by that's like pretty much just a big field. But I'll like go there and like just take my shoes off and kind of stand in the grass a little bit. And it really, it's weird, but it helps. It helps. It helps. And honestly, I've been trying to do that more because she mentioned it. And 
how hard it is to just like carve out a few minutes to go do that is absurd. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I've just been having some of the things that she talked about on my mind and I really, really loved, first of all, she's a believer and that was super obvious in our conversation. And I just love the way that she infuses her faith and like her spirit into every element of taking care of her body too. Um, she mentioned two verses that I just wanted to like repeat in case you guys wanted to write them down or like kind of memorize them. I I just think it's so helpful to, even if you don't memorize, maybe you just take the card, the note card with you and put it in your car or whatever. But Matthew 16, 24 says, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And her point there was that, like, in our own nature, we have a lot of tendencies to focus on ourselves and try to control our appearance and our success and our, you know, there's lots of things that we put above Jesus naturally. And he's saying, but if you want to follow me, kind of put those things to the side, deny those things and come after me. So I love that picture of like, okay. Those things are on your mind and that's valid, but let's just deny those things, put them aside and follow Jesus. And then I really love this one because, oh my gosh, it's just such a good reminder of reasons to honor your body. So 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So I just think that is such a good reminder, like a humbling reminder that our world and our body, it doesn't like revolve only around our purposes. Like God loves us. He made us and he like like our body is a dwelling place for the Holy spirit. And so for us to treat it with anything other than like respect and nurture and care is not what he has for us. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm so true. So anyway, I was inspired. (laughs) I love it. She was really so great. And, um, if you haven't listened to it, we really just suggest going back and listening to everything she had to say because obviously this episode where Emily and I are going to talk a little bit more about our own just personal walks with um body image and just things over from over the years but she is like like you're gonna get more not science-based I don't know if science-based yeah so she's like obviously she's a PA and she has her southern accent is so cute and the way she was like it is so cute (laughs) just like popping off these amazing like long words just like straight out of her brain like you are incredible but we're gonna talk more about like maybe the spiritual side of things and the like emotional side of things just sharing from our own perspectives as people who have struggled with all of this stuff and also walk with Jesus and like what it looks like to marry the two and, mm-hmm. you know, um, struggle because we all do like we are all human and we all like have either physical ailments. <laughs> like I'm going to talk about that a little bit that are challenging and discouraging or like we have 
issues with how we see ourselves and how we see our bodies. And there's definitely ways to latch on to the Lord in those areas that we want to talk about. Yeah. So I was Googling, I mean, this is so cheesy because I, Anna and I were talking about this and I was like, literally I have kind of terrible body image. (laughs) Like I always have. And when you get older, you just have a little bit less time to think about it and a little bit like less cares to give about it. And so I realized when we started talking about this, like last month and we were prepping for this series, like I actually haven't addressed this as much as I would like to. And so I Googled like, what is body image and what are like some ways to improve it? So Mm -hmm. I have like a very, I like copied and pasted a bunch of stuff onto here that we can just like (laughs) chat about. Cause there's definitely some like mental ways, like some, some mentalities that you can have towards yourself and that aren't helpful that you can just challenge by thinking about it a little bit and giving it a little attention. But we also want to talk about the spiritual ways. Apparently Google thinks that, um, one of the top eight ways to improve your body image is to identify and challenge negative thoughts. And I thought that was interesting. Like if you do have negative thoughts about yourself rather than being like so scared to think about them just be like okay here's that negative thought and why do I have that Mm -hmm. um and then one of the other things was appreciate your body for what it can do and practice focusing on the positive aspects and one of the big ones that I thought was interesting coming from a non-christian perspective is avoid comparisons because we know that comparisons don't help anyone, but it's so cool to think about like Jesus also knew that comparison didn't help anyone. And he talked a lot about not comparing. So anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Looking through this list, I mean, there's so many that, uh, and you're right. This is not, for, this is not like from a, a Christian source at all, but even so many of these things, I think just tie into stuff we've talked about before of like limit social media access, um, positive affirmations, uh, surround yourself with positivity, AKA with community, (laughs) with people that are going to lift you up and not tear you down. Um, and I do think like, as we're reading through these, obviously so many of these are easier said than done, but even just thinking about my own walk with my body and how I see myself, um, I would definitely say that over the years I have for sure struggled with body image. I think, and this is very general, this is generalizing, but I think most women have, <laughs> like, I think most of yeah, us, my sister sure. always says, and I love this because I think it's so wise that we all have our own, we have our own relationship with our bodies, but we also have our own relationship with food. And for me, that has definitely been like where I have struggled in the past. And even still today is like, my relationship with food and how to carry that in a healthy way. Um, and like it really started like even just looking back to high school, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's when you first start to like actually notice the Me girls too. around you yeah, and compare yourself to the girls around you. Um, and Emily and I were kind of laughing about it earlier, but I was like a chubby kid. Like I was, <laughs> I was heavier, especially in elementary school and middle school and, by high school, I had like, I had 
grown. I was taller. I had thinned out. But I still saw myself compared to the other girls as like heavier. And that has just like carried with me. I've carried that with me to this day. And I think it's something that I have tried to challenge and like for me, one of the most helpful things has started to just be like, I'm grateful for my body because it allows me to go on a run. I'm grateful for my body because I can enjoy this good food. Like, and trying to take the negative self-talk, I think it's so easy for us to take, to hear the negative self-talk and just accept it as truth, but it's not like what you're hearing in your mind is not necessarily, it's not true. Sometimes, sometimes maybe it is, but like nine times out of 10, it's just criticizing yourself. And like, I don't know. Right. Or so even if it's, it's probably not true, but even if it is, is it the most important thing? Like, does it deserve the weight you're giving it? Like the importance that you're giving it in your life? I really like this one thing on the list that says, say positive things to yourself. I, um, I, I just think that we are so much more likely to say negative things to ourselves, mm-hmm. Like even if it's in our own mind, like in our self-talk, but if we practice saying like positive things, then it can start to shift those. Yeah. The ways that you view yourself. Like, yeah. For me, when I think back to high school, I, it's so funny. I was, I am tall. I'm like five, nine and a half, maybe five, 10. And I'm just like a big girl. Like I just have size 10 and a half feet. And I, you know, I'm just like, I've always been tall. I've always been on the bigger side. I'm bigger than everyone in my family. Like my mom is five, four, I think. And everyone else is like that or below. And so I've just always had an insecurity about being like just literally bigger than everyone else. Like I'm just so Hmm. tall and like sometimes it's been like a weight thing and other times it's just been like a presence thing. Like I'm just, I'm just a lot. And so I remember thinking in high school, like I just tried so hard to, I would like slump to not be taller than everyone. Or I would like Hmm. stand at an angle and now I have like a crooked hip. You know what I mean? Like I would stand with, with one foot out. So I wouldn't be taller than like the guys and stuff like that. Which, I mean, think about being – there are girls out there that are, like, 5'11", 6 feet, over 6 feet. And so yeah. I just feel, yeah, um, I'm not even that tall. But guys are short these days, girls, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All of my guy friends are, like, 5'10", and I'm, like, same. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just – I think I said negative things to myself for so long that eventually I just – became somebody who I like minimized myself on purpose because I didn't want, Mm -hmm. I didn't want other people to say it first. And so I would like cut myself down. And it's interesting because looking back on like my high school pictures, I'm like thinner then obviously than I am now. And I guess that's not the case for everyone, but for a lot of people, you're like smallest in high school that you'll ever be. And I like myself more now because I've just taken more time to develop everything else about myself. Like, sure. I have a certain set of like physical appearance things and those 
do matter to me. Like we're talking about earlier, I do try to take care of my body and stuff, but I've worked to get to a place where I'm like nurturing the other things about myself just as much as I'm taking care of my physical appearance, if not more. I remember when we were reading the story of Esther for the podcast, like I think that was in February. Yeah. And we were talking about like the year of beautification that, um, yes, which by the way, I, I reread Esther recently and that was an expedited process because the King already knew that he wanted like her cause she was really pretty. And so <laughs> apparently a year was like even faster than the normal beautifying process. But I was thinking wow. about that and I heard like a sermon that was talking about, imagine if like, there's a lot of things we do. Like we wear sunscreen, we, you know, we have our skincare, we get our hair done, like we go get a spray tan, like we buy clothes, we put on makeup, we have our supplements, and we have all these things to take care of our body and our appearance. And imagine if we put the time, effort, thought, money, whatever, into our inner life that we did our external life. Imagine Mm -hmm. the growth that you would see internally. And Honestly, that like shook me to my core because I never had thought about all of those things in one category about like that amount of effort and that amount of time that I was putting into like my physical body. Cause you also think about like the gym and like whatever, all that stuff and how little time I was dedicating to my internal life, my spiritual life, my relationship with God in comparison to that. And Mm. If you want to think like, oh, I'm not growing spiritually, well, that could be a reason why. And that's what I challenge myself with. And I'll say that since I started thinking about that, my body image has gotten um, a little bit better. Not just Nothing about me has changed physically, but I've like started to see myself a little bit more positively the more I take care of my like internal and spiritual life. Yeah. I also think like to the girls that are listening to this in college and we've, I feel like this is a thing we have brought up multiple times, but you are surrounded by people your same age. Like you guys are all working towards the same goal and that's the only time in your life. It's going to be like that really like, so it's a micro microcosm. Yeah. Is that the right word? Very good word. (laughs) Thank you of people that you can compare yourself to. And so like naturally it's going to feel really hard. Like I, I do think I'm not even, we're not even like that much older than y'all, but just being a few years removed and not being surrounded by girls all of my age who we all look different because everybody's body is built differently and it's beautiful and wonderful, but also it can help breed comparison. So like just being a little bit farther removed from that helps. And so that obviously is not helpful in the moment right now, but I think maybe it is, maybe you can allow yourself and give yourself the freedom to step back and be like, Hey, I'm comparing myself to this girl, but she's not me. Like you're not this, you're not you're not going to look like the girl next to you. You're just not because you were created differently and we are all beautiful, but different. And that's what makes us beautiful. Yep. I think that's important to remember is like, 
the comparison thing oh my gosh it's so hard and with instagram now too like you can compare yourself to these influencers in california who are like spending thousands of dollars on how they look and so like more yeah you're you're yeah yeah you're right more (laughs) um I don't know. I just think it's important to to highlight that, and y'all know that. You guys know that comparison is really what's playing into this because ultimately, like, when we're shaming ourselves and shaming our bodies, we are not allowing ourselves to experience the Lord's peace, and, like, we're not finding our contentment in Him. I We were talking about this before we started recording, but when I feel at peace... I'm not, (laughs) I'm not thinking about how my body looks on that specific day, you know, like, and I feel at peace when I'm abiding in the Lord and like actually trusting what he says, something to strive towards is like, Lord, allow me to walk in your peace and in your way and help me see myself as you see me and not as I see myself. Yep. That's important on a body image level, and it's also important just, like, in every way. Lord, would you, like, fill me up with how you see me and how you see others and, like, kind of fill me with less and less of my own thoughts and my own way of seeing things? I think that's really good. Um, Really quickly, back to social media, I would say that, I do think, and we all know that it's a huge problem. It literally doesn't make anyone feel good. Um, And one thing I would challenge you to do is to think critically about social media. Please don't forget that it's everyone's highlight reel and everyone's editing their photos. And they're like curating, just like you are, this like sort of image that they want people to see. And so... If you're feeling critical of yourself, maybe take a break from social media. I mean, I know it's hard to feel left out, but at the same time, your your mental, spiritual, physical health is so much more important. And another thing that I feel like Brooke said that is really important is that physical exercise and like moving your body makes everyone feel better and it's healthy for everyone. But there's definitely types of exercise that are more like soothing and helpful to a body that is under stress or anxiety. And she talked a lot about um, like walks, yoga, Pilates, like resistance training that's not, that's a little bit lower intensity is really, really good for kind of like clearing your mind. So if you tend to do like the type of exercise that's more high intensity, this is like kind of nerding out a little bit, but like running or high intensity workouts will like raise your cortisol level, which is your stress hormone. So sometimes like it still is good for you and it makes you feel good. And like a certain amount of that stress hormone is natural in your body. But if you're already running really high on stress, something like, a boxing workout, which is what I do, or like (laughs) Orange Theory or like something really intense can kind of push you over the edge. So like if you're feeling really critical of yourself, really stressed, really anxious, like a really long walk or yoga or something like that can be really soothing to your body. 
Hmm. I didn't, I don't remember her saying that, but I, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. She was talking about like the type of workouts that are good for certain types of bodies, like certain yeah. um, chemical makeups in your body, like your, your certain hormone levels and your certain things like that will kind of determine the best workout for you. Um, and then I, I also follow another girl that talks about cortisol levels. And so it's like a blended feedback yeah. there. But anyway, um, when I was looking into body image, I was sort of like thinking, what even is body image? So the, there's four aspects of body image. There's like the way you see yourself and that is mm-hmm. your perception, like your perceptual body image. There's the way that you feel about your body. There's the way that you think about your body, which is cognitive. And then there's the behaviors you engage in as a result of your body image. That's your behavioral body image. So there's sort of like those four elements, the way that you see, the way that you feel, the way that you think, and the things that you do because of it. So I think if you can break it down into those four, it's like a little bit easier to pinpoint what might be going on. If you're having some negative thoughts about yourself, Um, or some negative behaviors that are resulting from your thoughts and feelings about yourself. And one of the things that it said is the way that you see and feel and think about your body, all of these are not necessarily like an accurate or correct representation of how you actually look. It's just your experience with your own body. And Hmm. so in terms of what a positive body image or body acceptance looks like, Here's like a little paragraph. (laughs) When a person's able to accept, appreciate, and respect their body, they may be described as having positive body image. It's not the same as body satisfaction because you can be dissatisfied with aspects of your body and still be able to accept it for all of its limitations. Positive body image is important because it's one of the protective factors which can make a person less susceptible to developing disordered eating. So positive body image just means... I think that my body and myself like brings value. Does that make sense? Yeah. And especially like thinking about when I'm focusing on negatives, my thoughts will become negative. When I'm focusing on positives, our thoughts become positive. Like it's, you can train your mind in a way. Oh, absolutely. Or at least try and help focus on the positives. Yeah, for sure. Um, So my last little nerdy thing on the opposite end of body acceptance is body dissatisfaction. And so Mm. I'm going to read a little paragraph about that. And then I think Anna and I are just going to share like a little bit of our own experience so that you guys don't think that people are exempt from feeling this way. Um, Okay. Body dissatisfaction occurs when a person has persistent negative thoughts and feelings about their body. Which, by the way, doesn't that feel like kind of everyone or maybe? Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, body dissatisfaction is an internal emotion and a cognitive process, but is influenced by external factors like pressure to meet a certain appearance ideal. Body dissatisfaction can drive people to engage in unhealthy weight control behaviors, particularly disordered eating. Body dissatisfaction and overvaluing body image in defining one's self-worth are risk factors for developing an eating disorder and people experiencing body dissatisfaction can become fixated on trying to change things about their body 
And over time, they morph into unhealthy behaviors. So especially disappointment, shame, guilt. That's so interesting because this, again, this is like a a non-Christian resource, like just like a, a resource on body image. But I like what it says about overvaluing body image and defining mm-hmm. one's self-worth is a risk factor because just like Jesus taught and we know you know, our worth doesn't lie in how we look and how we present and what we achieve. It like our worth lies in that we are a daughter of God and he has a purpose and a plan and a future set out for us that's so worthy. But when we start to kind of take these things and assign our worth to them, like especially how we look, it can lead to us being like unhealthy. Yeah, it's so true. I think that's just like with anything, when we start to value it more than it should be and more than like, for me, I have found myself like, oh, I I value working out more than time with the Lord or like I'll prioritize that over having quiet time. And that like, it's those tiny, tiny, tiny little decisions that add up. And then ultimately like, when I'm not prioritizing time with Jesus first, that like, I, I feel that not just in the way that I'm looking at myself, but in the way I'm interacting with other people, like that changes my whole day. (laughs) And it's not, it's not, I don't always get it right. I often don't like, I often will be like, I'm just going to go to the gym really quick. But I have felt that and I feel like I've felt the Lord reminding me of like, hey, no, prioritize time with me because it's more important. Right. And not to say that working out is not important. Working out is very important. Like it's good to take care of your bodies. We should be like moving our bodies on a daily basis, whether it's a walk or a a hard workout. I don't know. But like not compromising time with Jesus for that, I think is important to remind ourselves of. I think so, too. I think about that a lot. Because having a consistent gym schedule for me really, really helps with my mental health. Like it just makes me feel so, so much better. So I've found myself because there's my gym has like class times and that's the only time that I can go. They don't we don't do like free gym workouts. It's like a class. And so I will sometimes end up prioritizing that over my relationship with God. And I've even thought about the way I think about the gym. Okay. That sounds so confusing. (laughs) Thought about the way I think about the gym, but I think about my workouts and I think, okay, I don't really want to go. Don't feel like sweating or like pushing myself, but I know I'm going to feel better and I need to do it consistently because I know I'm going to feel better. And I think that if we can remind ourselves that our walk with Jesus is the, first of all, is the exact same way, but even more so important and like even more you'll feel better. Like, I just think we forget to think about it in that way of like, I might not feel like carving out this time or I might not feel like I have the time, but when I carve out this time, I'm continuing my walk with Jesus and that is like placing me back on the path that I know is like 
made for me and like that I have my most purpose and my most security and my most freedom on this path. And like, if I don't do that, it doesn't make you not a Christian. It doesn't disqualify you. Just like if I don't go to the gym, it doesn't like make me someone who doesn't know how to work out. Like I've, Mm -hmm. I've been like sort of a gym person or like an, like doing sports or something like that for most of my life. And so I never, ever have felt like if I don't go to the gym for like a month that I don't have a right to go back. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I will just go back and I'll know it's going to be hard for a couple of weeks, but I'll just go back. So it's just so interesting that we don't think about it that way with our faith because it's like, doesn't disqualify you if you've taken time off, but it might be a little bit harder to get back into the rhythm But once you get into the rhythm, it's just like growth and Hmm. so many positive aspects of being like close with Jesus. Yes, it actually ties in like kind of amazingly with what our sermon at church was about this week. He talked about the prodigal son and how obviously like the son, if you don't know that story, it's in Matthew 8, I think, and the prodigal son like runs away from home, takes all of his inheritance, squanders it. And then eventually realizes like, Whoa, I need to go back to my dad. Cause I can't do this on my own. And as soon as he comes back, like the dad sees him and runs to him and accepts him and like arms wide open and has the response that he has towards his son is way more than his son could have ever thought. Like his son comes back almost like preparing this I'm sorry speech and like, please let me just be a servant here. Yes. But instead the dad like welcomes him with open arms, throws a party, like just above and beyond what the son deserved. And the reminder of we are the prodigal son on a daily basis. Like it's not, it's not just like, Oh, I, I accepted Jesus. So now I'm, I'm not the prodigal son. Like, no, Every day throughout our day, like we turn away from the Lord and every time when we come back, he's there with open arms. And so like, I think that's so true what you're saying, Emily, of we can, if it's been months, if it's been a week, if it's been a day, I don't know. Like, but if you are feeling scared to come back to Jesus or to have a quiet time, just know that his response to us turning back and coming home to him is open arms. And like, I love you and I want you to be here with me. So I don't know. I think you're so right. Um, and that's just a good reminder for all of us of like, we say it all the time, but prioritizing time with Jesus is more important than anything else. And it's going to allow everything else to fall into its rightful place. And I do think for me over the years, like just in different struggles with body image, with eating disorders, like I don't have like a, and this is how I got over it. Like I've thought about that a lot of, I don't have a specific moment. I honestly feel like just in coming to the Lord and in opening up to my community and to my friends and like that is what has brought everything to be in its rightful place, honestly. Like, and that's not to say I still don't struggle because I do, but I, I feel like over time, Jesus has just softened my heart towards myself and also allowed the pressure of looking a certain way to diminish. Um, 
and it's brought a lot of freedom, honestly. Like, I... I, I still pretty much work out every day, but it used to be if I, if I didn't get a workout in, like my anxiety would be crazy because all I could think about was if I don't work out today, I'm going to get fat. And that's just not the reality. And I was like so chained to that. And so I feel like the Lord has, has freed me of that. And I, unfortunately there's not like an, I did these four things and then it was better, which isn't always the most helpful, but I hope, I hope that y'all can hear that and hear like just turning to Jesus is enough and like allowing him to work in your heart over time. It's been years of like him working in my heart on that, but that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I think it's a really good point. We've all heard the saying progress over perfection. And if we go into anything, including our relationship with God or, you know, tackling our view on ourself and our body image and our relationship with food as we have to be 100% perfect, like you're just going to fail every time. (laughs) Like no one can be perfect. And so I have celiac disease, which means I can't eat any gluten. And I actually Mm -hmm. didn't realize that I had it for a long time. But once it became evident that I could not have any gluten without having really severe reactions, I cut it out and I would have like these nightmares that (laughs) I ate some bread or something. There's been a couple times that I was at a restaurant and like they said it was gluten free, but it wasn't. And... So I have had like some random situations where I, I call it, I got glutened, um, <laughs> and it's bad. Like you get sick. But when I realized I, that I couldn't be completely perfect in this area, or I could, I could draw this comparison out to lots of areas of my life. I actually stopped having those nightmares that I wasn't perfect in that area So I don't know if that helps at all, but there's just like a mentality shift that comes from being like even 0.5% difference is better. And like even just one decision is better and even just trying is better. So like I, I like the mentality progress over perfection with everything. As we're talking about this, I think it's really important, just like when we've talked about anxiety in the past, like there is, there's a level at which if you are experiencing disordered eating or negative thoughts, like you need medical help. And that is like, we need to say that and we want y'all to hear that. But I also think oftentimes our culture skates over the space in between. Like we don't talk about like disordered eating unless you have to go to the hospital unless you're hospitalized for it right so what we're trying to talk about is the space in between the tension in between yeah that's so good I think that I mean I don't know what y'all's situation was like growing up what your conversation around all this stuff has been but I just need to say that if no one has ever said this to you most people guys included but especially because this podcast is geared towards girls. I don't know a single girl who doesn't really struggle with this, at least like for periods of time or sometimes even for their whole lives. So don't feel Mm -hmm. alone. That's the main thing that we want you to take from this is that 
this is one of those things about being human. We're going to second guess ourselves and we're going to try really hard to control our situation and prove Mm -hmm. ourselves. And that's one of the things that Jesus addresses over and over again is like, don't be anxious about tomorrow. A lot of my body image issues have stemmed from anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so that is one verse that would be really helpful for you to repeat over yourself if you're the same as me. And that is Matthew 6, 28 through 30. And that's a really helpful verse to sort of quote over yourself Mm -hmm. if you're worried about anything from how you look to financial needs are going to be like where they're going to be met and like how ends are going to meet. And like, there's lots of different things that that verse sort of can help get your perspective back on God and like trusting him that he'll provide for you. So that's been my big one. Matthew 6, 28 through 30. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? We think these things are so important, but they're really temporary. And he's challenging us to look at what he says is like really valuable about us. So I think it's it's so, so easy to second guess ourselves and not like things about ourselves and not think that we measure up. And I think that's just a trap that Satan like loves to get us in because when we're focusing on ourselves and those things and our shortcomings, then we're not available to see the things that God actually is doing in our lives and like the things that he's actually doing in our community. So we're here for you. Yes, and we are. Please, like, anytime, reach out via Instagram. I think our small groups, our, like, Bible studies are a really safe place to start what Anna was talking about, like, that community of safe people to, yeah, just, like, be yourself and grow and find a trusted person that you can confide in. Yeah. So, anyway, um, Anna, I know that you said earlier you have a verse that you like to read over yourself and meditate on, and I think that's the perfect way to end this podcast. Yeah, so this is Psalm 139. I'm going to read the whole thing, so y'all buckle up because it's long, but this was a um, psalm that I felt like the Lord really brought to me during college, especially like in the height of anxiety and in the height of just feeling like not happy with myself and how I looked. And, um, this is a Psalm that I would just like read every night before bed and just allow the Lord to like wash my heart and my mind with his words and his scripture. So we're going to read it to y'all. And if you need to like bookmark this and have us read it to you, (laughs) uh, you should come back (laughs) or also obviously the, you can listen to the Bible on the Bible app. So Highly recommend, but I'm going to read it to y'all now. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. 
You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to obtain. Where can I go from your spirit, and where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day, for darkness is as light with you. For you created my inmost being, You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, when I was intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days you ordained for me, and they're written in your books before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. You search me, God, and you know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. That's it. Psalm 139. I love it so much. All right, y'all. Hope you have a wonderful day. Don't forget that we have some more worship nights coming up soon. So Auburn and Alabama are our next two. So go ahead and check the website, ayaministries.com or our Instagram for more details. Because we also have UNC, USC, and TCU coming up. So exciting. Don't miss them. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.